Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. As you listen to this episode, consider who you might share this with to give them an additional spiritual moment in their life, too. Okay, for those of you who have read the Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ, or are reading it now for perhaps the first time, you've probably come to the realization that the book itself is not always as thrilling to read as, say, the latest John Grisham novel, but that there are amazing nuggets of wisdom hidden throughout that can help us come closer to Christ. That being said, there are a handful of chapters throughout the book that are more earth-shattering to read than even the Harry Potter series. Alma chapter 7 is one of those chapters. Rather than try to quote all of the amazing verses, I'm going to let you hear it from the mouth of Alma the prophet himself. If you're listening on 1.5x, you may want to slow it back down to regular speed to get the full effect. So here's Alma the Younger teaching about Christ, the atonement, repentance, baptism, and eternal life. I'll be back in a few minutes. For behold, I say unto you, there be many things to come. There is one thing which is of more importance than they all. For behold, the time is not far distant that the Redeemer liveth and cometh among his people. He shall be born of Mary. She being a virgin, a precious and chosen vessel, who shall be overshadowed and conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost and bring forth a son, yea, even the Son of God. And he shall go forth, suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. And he will take upon him the sins of his people that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. Ye must repent and be born again. For the Spirit saith, if ye are not born again, ye cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, come and be baptized unto repentance, that ye may be washed from your sins, that ye may have faith on the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world who is mighty to save and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. Come and fear not, and lay aside every sin which easily doth beset you, and show unto your God that ye are willing to repent of your sins and enter into a covenant with him to keep his commandments, and witness it unto him this day by going into the waters of baptism. And whosoever doeth this shall have eternal life. Do you believe these things? Yea. I know that ye believe them by the manifestation of the Spirit which is in me. 
And now, because your faith is strong concerning the things which I have spoken, great is my joy. Be humble, submissive, and gentle, being diligent in keeping the commandments of God at all times. And see that you have faith, hope, and charity, and then you will always abound in good works. May the peace of God rest upon you according to your faith and good works from this time forth and forever. Amen. Well, I'm sure your head is spinning as fast as mine right now. You could read these words a thousand times and continue to learn more about Christ. But let me try to highlight a few things I'm taking away this time. First, we often discuss the atonement of Jesus Christ in terms of verse 13. Quote, The Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people, that he might blot out their transgressions according to the power of his deliverance. End quote. But there's another very important reason we learn in verse 12. Quote, and he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. End quote. Christ allowed himself to suffer all our pains and temptations so that he would be able to later help us work through them ourselves. In other words, the sacrifice that Christ made allowed him to have true empathy for us. As we go through our personal challenges and struggles, Christ is able to say, I hear you. I know something of the pain you're feeling, the temptation you're battling, the loss you're experiencing. Let's do this together. This really turns the atonement of Jesus Christ from a transactional requirement needed for the plan of salvation to function properly to something much more personal and relevant to our lives today. Second, we shouldn't feel like there's something wrong with us if we experience sin and temptation. Alma explains how common this is. Quote, I say unto you, come and fear not, and lay aside every sin which easily doth beset you, which doth bind you down to destruction, end quote. We're all easily beset by something that inhibits our ability to become like Christ. That's the natural man or woman inside us. We all have that. That's in fact part of the plan of salvation, that our bodies and free agency will lead us to make poor choices. So Alma is telling us to recognize that, own it, and then, quote, show unto your God that you're willing to repent of your sins and enter into a covenant with him to keep his commandments, end quote. Okay, third, verse 23 and 24 give us a two-sentence summary of how to be like Christ. Quote, I would that ye should be humble and be submissive and gentle, easy to be entreated, full of patience and long suffering, being temperate in all things, being diligent in keeping the commandments of God at all times, asking for whatsoever things ye stand in need, both spiritual and temporal, always returning thanks unto God for whatsoever things ye do receive, and see that ye have faith, hope, and charity, and then ye will always abound in good works. End quote. So as I was reading this, I started to laugh at just how completely I'm not doing all of those things. I'm often not humble, submissive, or gentle. My wife would tell you I'm not easy to be entreated. My patience with my three little kids often runs thin. I just binge-watched the new Netflix show Space Force, so I'm definitely not temperate in all things. I forget to ask for the spiritual and temporal things I need, and I definitely forget to thank God enough for all that I do have. And finally, 
my faith, hope, and charity are probably not as consistent as they need to be, which is likely why I'm not always abounding in good works. Well, if I had to live with just one chapter of the Book of Mormon for the rest of my life, Alma chapter 7 would be a good one. As we strive to understand the atonement of Jesus Christ more fully and allow him to help walk us through our challenges and use Alma's checklist to become more like Christ, I have faith that we'll be able to capture the blessing that Alma leaves us with. Quote, May the peace of God rest upon you and upon your houses and lands and upon your flocks and herds and all that you possess, your spouse and your children, according to your faith and good works from this time forth and forever. End quote. Thank you for listening today, and please remember to hit the share button to send this message to someone you care about. See you next time as we accept our Savior's invitation to come follow me today. And may the peace of God rest upon you according to your faith and good works from this time forth and forever.